just a note or a friendly reminder before we get started today. It is never my heart to trigger or bring up topics that would be heavy or hard for you to hear. However, these are real life stories that sometimes can get really messy. So listen with caution, but I hope that you are inspired and encouraged to know that you are not alone and that your story matters. Here we go. Hey everybody, just want to welcome you back to Keeping It Real with Amber. I am your host, Amber McCutcheon. And on today's show, we have Justin Wells from H&S Knives. He is a young man who enjoys making knives, being in the wilderness, and pursuing his Heavenly Father. He's lived a different kind of life and hopes to be able to lead others from a place of passion and wholehearted mess in order to spread joy and hope. And if you didn't know already, I'm so excited to have him um, on the episode today because he's also my son-in-law and I wanted to have a conversation with him We're really just sitting at his kitchen table today to be able to give him an opportunity to like we've said before encourage and inspire others so Justin just to kind of start out with because people are going to be wanting to know how old are you I'm 21 all right so you just have a lot of wisdom though I believe to share to other young men but not just even young men but like really anybody doing life because life is messy and you do bring a unique perspective where do you want to start at today man I don't know um I guess I could probably tell a little bit of my story I feel like that's a good place since you and me have done a lot of miles together but uh other people that are listening to this might not know me um so I was born in Hanford California um and about 14 years ago, my parents decided that they wanted to move across the country. Uh, and that really changed my life forever. They were led by the Holy Spirit to move out here. And, uh, and I went from living in a suburban neighborhood to being around woods and being around uh, fishing and hunting. And it really shaped me. Um, and not only that, but um, I was brought up in church and kind of kind of grew up around that environment so I've always had had a love for God um, even though I didn't really take it seriously until I was probably 18 or so um, and then as far as the knife making goes I've been making knives for about four years now um, it just is something that sparked my interest uh, and I mean I <laughs> I was using a campfire and I was making knives out of nails and shanks just like most boys do and it just evolved into something so much more as I try to chase down uh, a better knife and a better knife after that so well I know just to kind of tie how cross paths a little bit well before you and our daughter were ever in a relationship you had came and kind of watched some of the demonstrations that Bo did and asked questions when it came to blacksmithing and not that Bo had a huge part in your knife making but I know that it's been part of the story oh yeah well. yeah for sure and so I know others have been introduced to Bo and we've even did an episode in his blacksmith shop which is a shop that you guys share now um, that you've been added unto the family so that's a beautiful thing to be able to um, I think when people maybe sometimes their kids get married they feel like they've lost something but I would encourage others to like, no, look at it like you gained something. Like we've gained a son. And so that's just a side note there. But like encourage, like look at it as an addition, not a subtraction by no means. And so knife making, what are some of the things that has really taught you some life lessons through life, knife making? Well, it's something that, I mean, it's, I've been at it for four years and I feel still, I still feel like I'm learning stuff every day. Um, I was out in the shop this morning and I screwed up a handle and I screwed up a blade. 
and that's not all too uncommon. And there's still stuff that that I mess up and still stuff that I'm trying to perfect and get better at. And I mean, honestly, you have to have a will to not give up and, um, and you have to be okay with imperfections and you have to be okay with the fact that, um, if you want to be good at something, it's just going to take time. It's Um, not going to happen overnight. No, no, absolutely not. And also I've found a lot of value in the fact that, um, I've gained passion from being able to be creative and it's overflowed into other areas of my life. And, um, and honestly, the, a lot of the passion that I've gained from making knives has helped me be able to have good relationship. It's helped me be able to engage in, in church in a healthy way rather than just punching a ticket on Sundays. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's what I would say, the lessons that I've learned from it. So I know you talk about purpose sometimes. Um, that's something that you are a small group leader at church as well for 8th and ninth grade boys. And I know something you take really seriously. You're intentional to build relationships with them. But how do you encourage them when it comes to having purpose? (laughs) I don't think that, uh, I don't think our God makes pawns. Mm. And I think that a lot of the way that that church has been ran for a long time is that you just do the right things. And that's how you get saved is that you just kind of fill in all the blanks, check all the boxes, and that's your relationship with Jesus. And I think it really falls short of what, what our God wants um, and it's really sad because they are choosing the sacrifice to, to, to live a quote unquote good life but they're missing out on the best part of having a relationship with Jesus um, so as far as how I communicate that to my boys is I, I want them all to know that like they can be the hero they can they can live a story worth living. They don't just have to be a pawn. They can actually, they have a role to play. Um, Jesus says that it's our, when he prays, he says, let your kingdom come. Like, we have a role to play in, in bringing God's kingdom to earth. And it's a joy-filled thing, and it's a passion-filled thing, and it's filled with a lot of hope for a really dark world. So when you were submitting the podcast forum, you said the fact that Jesus refers to God as Father means something what does that mean well it means that jesus kind of flipped everything on his head in a really beautiful way not that god wasn't father before but i think that when jesus came he was very intentional about the way that he communicated himself and he communicated his relationship with god and we moved from uh, old covenant which was about rules and it was about sacrifices into the new covenant which was about relationship and there's not very many times where God is referring, or where Jesus is referring to God, and He doesn't say Father. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about that, because I feel like we can blaze over it, but like, what does that mean for God to be our Father? It means that we have someone who is going to be with us, who's going to guide the way and show us which way to go, and He's going to lead us into things that are. <laughs> that are hard but because of how much he loves us he leads us into them so that we can ultimately become more capable people and I think that like you know if if you were to think about a parent and a parent is raising a young kid when the kid is trying to walk and falls down the 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 father doesn't laugh (laughs) you know the father doesn't doesn't say well I guess you're on your own now the father picks the kid back up and says, I know you can do this, and stands in front of him and ushers him on. 
And I would say that the father even finds joy in the child falling because the father knows he's learning to walk. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not have, and those who know my story, um, I did not have a great father, an earthly father. Yeah. And so for me, it was really, that was one of the things that were hardest probably when coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ is I could call him Jesus, I could call him Lord, I could call him Savior. Um, but it took me a long time to re- refer to God yeah. as my Heavenly Father because I had this really a skewed view of what a father was. And I think that uh, in the times that we live in, um, one, the importance of fathers hasn't changed. Like fathers are so important in their roles um, with their children. It's where daughters know that they have value. It's how sons know how to be a man. And a man doesn't mean that you stuff your feelings and that you have to play that tough card. Yeah. Like men are honorable and they're trustworthy and they have great work ethic and they're passionate and all of these different things that um, a lot of men, like, it's, it's, not, it's sad that it's not the majority of men that we see, right? And so I'm encouraged that as I even sit here at your table with you, that knowing that in the generation that you are, that you're not the Lone Ranger, that you know others who are very like-minded like you. And what would you say to other, you know, even young men who maybe are listening to this, when they say they don't feel like they have anybody, how do yeah. you kind of find your tribe? Man, that's it's a really tough question, and I mean, in a lot of ways, it's the question because, um, man, it's something that I've struggled with too, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to get to that point to where you feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what has helped me through a lot of those times is being able to put things kind of into categories and seasons because there are going to be people and I, I mean I, I pray that people find I pray especially that young men can find a band of brothers that they can lean on mm-hmm. um, not perfect people but just people that love God guys that love God and then as far as mentors go and um, and people to kind of lead you uh, as far as I've seen so far I mean other than my earthly father like the fathers have come in seasons, mm-hmm. and there are lessons to be learned, and there's been people that have come into my life for a little while, and even though it's painful, they have to step away. Um, but it's not them, it's God shining through them, and God coming alongside me, bringing these people into my life for a little bit so that I can learn the lessons, and then they have to go so that I can actually apply it instead of leaning on them forever. Right. Yeah, but it, it's tough, you know, because... Um, that's always been my desire to have a band of brothers, and I don't know that there's many other young guys who, who have any sort of different desire. Right. Um, people can act like they want to be the Lone Ranger, and I feel like with like James Bond and John Wayne, like that, <laughs> that idea is is kind of sexy, but it's uh, not reality. It's not reality. No. Yeah. And I would say that any guy who says that he wants that, it's just because he's been hurt so many times that he's yes. shut down a portion of his heart. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, just touching on that, because once you've been hurt, once you've been betrayed in a relationship in any form or fashion, like we put walls up because we think we're protecting ourselves. But like when you put all those walls up, you're really creating a prison. Yeah. Like there's no way in, there's no way out, you know, and no matter who you are, you need healthy relationships around you. Not perfect, like you said, but healthy relationships around you to do life with, to be accountable to, to make memories with and be able to, um, 
grow, you know, we should be growing closer to God. Yeah. And as everybody in your tribe is kind of working through that, then you're actually going to be growing closer to each other because yeah. you're going to be having these conversations. You're going to be making memories and, and those kind of things as well. So what do you think is one of the biggest obstacles in your life, in your life you have right now? Any hiccups or things that like in the season you're in right now? Yeah. I know you I mean, just got married back in November. Yeah. And then um, you work another job besides just doing knives. And so what do you think if you were talking to somebody who yeah. you know, was in that season of life? So what's current for me right now is that I just don't really know how to rest um, at all. Um, I'm really good at um, being able to like be passionate and let let things flow from that in a powerful way. But I don't know how to slow down enough to enjoy what I have um, and enjoy the goodness that God has brought me into. So that's what I'm working on right now is just trying to create a rhythm in my life that is not just, quote unquote, going to war and doing doing battle, but it's also Jesus promised life. So what does that look like to be more more prevalent in my life? Um, because I, I do believe that like there's a true version of myself that, that operates out of a whole heart and if I'm redlining my heart constantly 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 um, then that means that I don't get to provide my true self that someone's gonna get the brunt end of the stick and it'll probably be my wife and it'll probably be the people that are closest to me well what else would you like to cover today oh my gosh you're open to whatever oh I don't know Amber um Man. Well, while he's thinking, I'm just going to tell you all a little bit um, what blesses my mama's heart. You know, whenever, um, so you all know that the oldest in our family is 22 and our youngest is two. And I think about, you know, Justin and our daughter Ellie have been together for a few years or so now. And um, there's going to be a time where, like, the younger kids are never going to not remember Justin part as part of our family. And even today, they live at the front end of our property. The younger boys, like, were running because they just wanted hugs from Justin. And I think it's important that when we look at, you know, who we're praying for for our kids and, you know, who you want maybe for yourself. Maybe you think that there's nobody really out there like that. I'm going to tell you that there are honorable men and that there are great father figures, even if your father was not honorable like mine, that there are father figures who will come alongside and partner with parents in life. That's what Justin does with the eighth and ninth grade boys right now. And, um, you know, he's an honorable young man who's partnering with parents. But, like, I'm thankful that he's part of the family and that he is a role model for our sons. Um, and even the relationship on how you and Ellie did your relationship. You know, you courted, you know, we could call it dating with boundaries. People have different, you know, versions of what they call that. But, you know, you were honorable to each other because you were honoring God in your relationship. Um, why don't we talk about that for a minute? Okay. What What questions do you have about that to, to what provoke do you the think, conversation? Yeah, what do you think people would ask and be like, hmm, what's that like? So what do you, what do you, what boundaries were in place? Man, um, pretty much as of, pretty much we weren't, we were not allowed to be alone together. Um, and then me and Ellie had a couple conversations without parents involved about what we want our relationship to look like. Mm -hmm. And and whenever we had those conversations, we lined up well enough that we were like, this is something that we can and should should move forward with. Um, 
Yeah. Ellie just joined us at the table. Ellie, what do you want to add? Nothing, Andrew. Going over here. Being Love supportive. You. Yeah, very supportive. Yeah. Um, and I would also say this, too, is that I think a lot of people, um, I don't know the age demographic of people that listen to this, but I think a lot of people get dating wrong um, because there's a lot of work that needs to happen on the front end of that. Um, a lot of something that I tell my boys quite often is that you should not be dating a girl if you don't know who you are and you don't know why you're here. Yeah. And and these sound like big questions and they are. They're kind of the questions. But if a man does not come to a place where he can answer those, mm-hmm. then as soon as a woman walks into the picture and his world is flipped upside down, that woman will become who he is, and that woman will become why why he's here. Yeah. And that's that's not the point. Like right. there is supposed to be a relationship where where both sides are coming, offering their strengths, mm-hmm. and supporting each other in the weaknesses. And that just can't happen if if your identity is found in the other person. Your identity has to be found in Jesus and who He says you are, and then from that place you can serve and love each other well. Absolutely. I know Ellie was not necessarily looking for a relationship whenever you guys even got together, you know, and you both, you had to figure out your way on the way. Yeah, You didn't have it all figured out on on the front end of that, you know, and I don't think anybody does, but I, I absolutely agree with you. Like, you have to know who you are without finding your identity and being somebody else's. Right. You know, and dating with a purpose. You know, what, what are you hoping to accomplish through that relationship? You know, it breaks my heart that we have, oh my goodness, young kids yeah. who are um, settling so short of what yeah. God has for them because it's examples of what's been set before them, whether lived out in their homes or what's the norm in school or society and in that. So being truth speakers and more than that, examples. And I thank you guys for being an example um, to the kids that you guys do life with because Ellie's also a small group leader for girls and is honorable and trustworthy and is a confident young woman who can speak um, into other people's lives as well. Yeah. So you guys make a powerhouse team for sure. Why, thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm trying to think if anybody else would have any other questions. What do you think, sis? No. All right. So what is your goal for H&S over the next year? Man, I'm kind of holding it with with an open hand uh, just because a lot of stuff has shifted in my life. I got freaking married, which is awesome. Um, but also I want to honor the season that I'm in. And um, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to not gonna kill myself over it. So whenever I have time in the shop, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do my best to get knives out the door, but I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to push so hard that I sacrifice relationships with the people I love. Um, as far as tangible goals go, I think I want to try and get 10 knives out the door um, every single month, which is going to be the most knives I've made in the year. Um, hoping to get a heat treat oven here in the next couple months as well. Um, and then we just got a website up, which was what I was wanting to do this year. So I'm I'm pretty happy right now. Um, Honestly, I just want to keep production up. I just want to keep going at the rate that I'm going and kind of keep that steady. Um, there was a, while I was in the process of getting married, I didn't have much shop time and that was intentional just because it wasn't a priority. Um, but now that that I am settled, 
um, it is something that's really important to me and it is a creative outlet that's good for me so I try to try to uh, get to work with my hands as much as possible well and that's something that you guys as a couple talk about because it's not just HNSIs for Justin but being married it makes it a partnership yeah and so I know Ellie supports you greatly. Oh my gosh. To be behind yeah. the scenes in that aspect and encourages you to keep going farther. Yeah, I don't know how she puts up with me, honestly. <laughs> but if just because my, my, my brain, my brain is just always all over the place. It's not even just H&S. It's, uh, man, I love to hunt and I love to be outside and I, I do run a little bit wild. Um, and there's things that, that I need to find out there um, in, in making knives and in hunting, but... Um, no, she is nothing but support in my life and it's made all the difference. Awesome. Okay. So as we're kind of rounding this up, what was your favorite hunt you've ever been on? Oh my goodness. Honestly, it was probably this last year. Um, and I wasn't even hunting, but I got to go with my grandpa my dad and my uncle Jim, and uh, my uncle Jim ended up getting a getting a buck, mm-hmm. and we all got to be together and, and share in this experience. Um, it's something that's so important to me, but to have the opportunity to invite the people that I love into that, and to have it mean so much to them, it, it was it was very memorable. Um, I, I have a really hard time just picking a favorite hunt because it's always different. There's, there's always something to be experienced out there um, that people miss. Like, I've been re- almost ran over by deer three or four times. Um, I've gotten to watch a turtle go and eat, like, just a mushroom. And it's like, who gets that? And I think that I, I crave experiences like that in my life, not just in hunting. But I, I, I want to have the forethought and intentionality to slow down the enough. The simplicity of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what would you say your call to action would be to the people who are listening to this podcast today? Don't freaking settle, honestly. I think that there, um, that there is a life available for us that is radically different than, than what, what the world tries to communicate to us. You don't have to settle for crappy relationships. You don't have to settle for a crappy relationship with your Heavenly Father. It's going to take time, and there is a process, but if you're willing to commit to that journey, you're going to wake up one day and find that you have a life that you love, Mm. that the relationships that you always wanted are starting to come together, that you find yourself a couple steps closer to your calling, and that's worth any work you could put into it. To know that you're here for a purpose and that your Heavenly Father is going to make a way for you and is not going to stop until you are you are who He created you to be. I love that. Well put. I would add, you know, I wish um, at your age or, you know, even younger that I would have known that my Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, doesn't love us any more or any less based on our behavior. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that was really ever communicated to me until the last, you know, few years or so. And like you, you embrace your relationship different when you know it's not based on your behavior. Yeah. You know, and that 
he's always loved us. Right. Um, and it's, he wants us to choose to love him. Yeah. To and, be in that relationship with him. And it's, man, even just that, that mindset change of, of, uh, of father. It's like, instead of my bad choices making mm-hmm. me bad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now I'm bad and that's why I want to change. Now, whenever I make bad choices, it's, you know what, I'm, I know God has better for me mm-hmm. and I want to chase that down. Absolutely. Yeah. You can be more confident in who you are in Christ. Yeah. And not carry the guilt and shame that comes with the other mindset. Right. It's a heck of a foundation to work off of. Absolutely. To build healthy relationships. So I will just reiterate, like Justin said, don't settle for less than what God has intended for you, planned for you. And pray about it. Like, Lord, what's my part? What is my calling? Maybe you're not even to that point that is it. And I will tell you that it doesn't always look like a sparkly package no. or something that you think it might be. Um, there's joy in the simplicity as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. That, like you said. So just thank you for being on here today, Justin and Ellie, as you sit at the table with us. And um, thank you all for listening today. If you all enjoyed listening to the podcast with Justin and Ellie today, I would encourage you to check out the episode notes to be able to see his social media and website. He has got some gorgeous knives, even though he's been making them for four years. Don't let that fool you. He has got some mad skills and have had some really amazing clients. So I would encourage you to do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss us next week. Just a reminder, if you have questions for us or would like to leave some feedback, you can go to anchor.fm backslash keeping real with Amber. Your questions would be answered on a future podcast. We're going to do those every so often so that we can make sure that your voice is heard and that you know that you matter. Talk to y'all soon.